0: I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. When the revolution broke out in Tahrir Square in Egypt last year, young Coptic Christians joined in the protests. That's despite the fact that many older Egyptian Christians viewed longtime President Hosni Mubarak differently. They saw him as a bulwark against radical Islamists. Well, now Mubarak is gone, and Islamist parties control Egypt's new parliament. Coptic Christians make up an estimated 10% of the population, and they are feeling increasingly vulnerable. Charles Ben Gilbert has the final part in our series on the influence of Islamists in a post-Mubarak Egypt. As a Coptic Christian, 24-year-old George Gurgis says signs over the past year haven't been good. This winter, the Muslim Brotherhood and ultra-conservative Salafi parties won almost 75% of the seats in Egypt's parliamentary elections. And in the past year, several Christian churches were burned during clashes between Christians and Muslims. Then, last October, more than 20 Christians were killed during a demonstration protesting the burning of one of those churches. The the churches, they damage the houses, they has a pet history, they has a pet history. Sergis is afraid that Christians will be forced to pay a special religious tax, that Christian women will be forced to wear the Islamic veil, and that alcohol will be banned if Islamic Sharia law is implemented. He works at a gift shop in the oldest part of Cairo called Coptic Cairo. The community, with its seven churches, has been here since Roman times. Coptic Christians trace their faith back to the days of Jesus when their patron saint, Saint Mark, proselytized here. Coptic Cairo is blocked off from the rest of the city by a big steel gate and by Egyptian police with automatic weapons. It's nothing new. It's been like this for years. But before, Islamist groups didn't dominate the country's parliament. Gergis says people voted for them because they were afraid that Egypt was losing its Muslim identity. The people are electing the Islamic parties because they are afraid for their religion, he says. They are afraid of the identity of Egypt, the Islamic identity of Egypt, he says. The Muslims would like to live alone, like Saudi Arabia, in a closed community, only for Muslims, and that will not happen. It won't happen, Gergis says, because he and other Copts will never leave Egypt. He says Coptic Christians were here long before the Muslim conquests of the 7th century. But since then, it hasn't been easy. Under former President Hosni Mubarak, until today, Coptic Christians have a much harder time building churches than Muslims do mosques. The state also makes it very easy for a Christian to convert from Christianity to Islam, but almost nearly impossible for a Muslim to convert to Christianity. Although Christians had senior positions in the Muslim Brotherhood's political party during this winter's parliamentary elections, the Brotherhood still endorses laws that discriminate between Muslims and Christians. Mohammed Sudan is the Muslim Brotherhood's Freedom and Justice Party foreign relations chief in Alexandria. The Muslim man can marry from a Christian woman, but the Christian man cannot. This is a Muslim law, Islamic law, and the local law prevent it. These types of statements do not give comfort to those Christians who had hoped Egypt's revolution would mean a chance for equal rights for all citizens. It's even more disturbing for those Christians who just want security. Here at St. Mark's Cathedral, the seat of the Coptic Pope in Cairo, worshippers attend a noon mass. Rumors have spread in the past few months that thousands of Christians are fleeing Egypt. But there's no real evidence, beyond the anecdotal, to back up the rumors. Many Christians say there's no reason to leave, at least not yet. We were, but not freaked out. There's a difference. Christine Atif Habib is a medical student in Cairo. She and fellow student Carlos Maher Fayez supported the revolution and say the Islamic parties can't make the country any worse than it already was under Mubarak. They say they want equal rights with Muslims, and both Christine and Carlos have faith in their fellow Egyptians. There are a lot of Muslim Egyptians, or liberals and uh, or our friends. Them, I was in a school with uh, about 250 muslims and we were only six christians and it was a sleeping school we were living there we are sleeping together eating together playing together till today we are best friends in college we live normally there my colleagues my friends it's not that hard we're not killing each other each time we see each other no there's extremes but most of the people are in between we live in no, but Adil Iskander Abdullah, who owns the shop where George Gerges works in Coptic Cairo, disagrees. He wonders now, with the army in control and the Islamists having one parliament, where the Christians fit into the new Egypt. <laughs> ''How can I love the Muslims?'' he asks. ''I heard them talking about justice and talking about following the Islamic law. ''But I don't see any justice. ''Do they not have justice or is there no justice in Islamic law?'' he says. ''Where is the Christians' role? ''The name they are calling themselves is wrong, the Freedom and Justice Party. ''Under them, there's no freedom and no justice.'' A few blocks away, merchants open their shops at an outdoor mall. It's mixed with Christian and Muslim-owned stores, although 40% of them have closed in the past year because of the lack of tourists. Hamdi Badr works at one shop that sells tin lanterns and other artisanal gifts. The 22-year-old protested in Tahrir Square last winter. Badr says Islam obliges Muslims to protect Christians... And that the Egyptian government should not make any laws further curtailing their rights. The government can't force us to do anything we don't want because the people now have a voice, she says. And if they go and make the Christians wear hijab, I will go protest because their religion doesn't say they should. But even Botter's pledge can come across as patronizing to Christians who wonder why they should be dependent on individuals coming to their defense. At a nearby shop, a Christian woman sums it up succinctly. We don't want Christianity or Islam to have anything to do with the law, keep religion out of politics, and give us all equal rights. For the world, I'm Ben Gilbert, Cairo, Egypt.